Every year, fewer and fewer Americans attend a church service, and I don't blame them. Church can seem pretty pointless, and often it doesn't just seem pointless, it is. Because many of us church leaders and church people have forgotten the point of church, and we've made it into something it was never meant to be. So it's time to reimagine church and stop just going to church. Let's create something that doesn't just make sense for our lives, but is a force for good in the lives of others. And in doing so, we'll discover not just what the church was meant to be, but who we were created to be. So let's talk about it together. Okay, be honest. What would you rather do? Would you rather read a, a really good book or watch a really good movie? or attend a church service. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm the same way. Church seems pointless because the church has forgotten its point. I'll explain, but first let me tell you about my favorite story. It's about this common person living a, a mundane life and they discover that they actually have a different identity, a different destiny than they first thought. And with the help of a, a wise mentor, they get wrapped up in an adventure into, into something bigger than themselves. And they face adversity and they become the hero they never thought possible. And in doing so, they save others. You know that story, right? It's, it's Luke Skywalker with, with Obi-Wan and destroying the Death Star. Or it's, it's Bilbo or, or Frodo Baggins. It's King Arthur. It's, it's Harry Potter discovering that you're a wizard, Harry. Or it's Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games. Or even Dorothy from Wizard of Oz going on these adventures, not thinking they're anything special, but then they're trained and, and shown who they could really be by a mentor, and then they end up making a huge difference. There's something in us that loves this storyline. It's called, the, it's pretty popular, it's called The Hero's Journey. In fact, we find it even 4,000 years ago in, in the Epic of Gilgamesh. And we love it because, I believe, we were created to live stories of meaning and purpose. God is writing a story with humanity. We can be more than just our day-in, day-out lives. We can discover a true and higher purpose. We can be the hero and make a real difference. And the church was designed to help us discover our story within the story of God. But if that's the case, why would most of us prefer to read about someone else's story or, or watch someone else's story than be part of a church community or even attend a church service? I think... It's because we've forgotten who we can be and what the church was actually created for. So let me show you what I mean and how we can discover our own stories while we reimagine church together. The Apostle Peter wrote a letter to Jesus followers explaining what it means to follow Jesus. We call it uh, the book of 1 Peter. And after describing how some people can get tripped up over the idea that Jesus is, is God and King, he explains what we were all created to be. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. When Peter says you are, you are royal priests, you're all these things, you, meaning it's plural, He's talking about all Jesus followers. And he says, you are these things. Not you will be, not you, you could be, but you are. It is a current reality. What Peter is saying is every Jesus follower is this. A chosen people, royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. This is where we get the idea, maybe you've heard it, of the priesthood of all believers. That we are all royal priests. It's kind of like Hagrid, like, think about it. It's kind of like Hagrid saying, you're a wizard, Harry. And Peter, a first century Jew, is using the best language he has to describe this new identity, this new uh, reality, this new destiny 
He says that Jesus' followers are royal priests, which has a huge meaning for Jewish readers. The, the priests at the time were from a specific tribe called the Levites, and they were set aside to be the go-between between God and the people. And it gave them special access to the temple and to God. But this role wasn't just for them to experience God and have this really good time with God and, and them. No, it was to make God known to the rest of the people, to help people discover the one true God who loves them, to join God in his rescue mission of humanity. And he says that his, these people, Jesus followers, are a holy nation. Like Israel before, the ecclesia, the church, is now God's unified group, designed to make his goodness, and other translations say his excellencies, known to the rest of the world. So what is so, what is, I mean, this is kind of a silly question, but what is so good, what is so excellent about God? What are we supposed to make known? His love and the proof of his love, Jesus, that God is for us before we are even for him. The church is a group of people on a mission to show that God is for all people. And these people share their story, that, that their life once had darkness to it. But after experiencing God's true love, there's been a transformation of light, both inside and outside. And the church, the ecclesia, exists for everyone. We are for you because God is for you. Even if you don't choose to believe the same things we do, we are still for you because God is for you. And see, this what Peter is writing. This isn't what the church is supposed to be. This is who we were created to be. This is who you are already if you accept this identity. And you might be thinking, okay, pastor boy, that's nice, but like that's kind of your job, right? To tell people that God loves them and, and teach them all that, right? I mean, I, that's, I'm just normal. I'm, I'm no royal priest. I'm Harry, just Harry. And that's the problem. See, so many amazing people don't know their potential and they don't know who they were created to be and what, what their purpose in life actually is. And it's not our fault because for over 1,500 years, church leaders and church people have allowed the ecclesia, the church of Jesus, to slowly adopt what Pastor Anley Stanley calls the temple model. It's something we see in almost all religion. All have the, the same four kind of ideas of sacred places, right? You go to this place to be close to the deity. This is where the deity lives or this is the deity's house. Like, think about it. In Christianity, most Christian circles, what do we call that main room where people meet and they do all the, the main stuff? It's called the sanctuary, like the sacred holy place, right? So sacred places. Uh, the temple model has sacred texts, right? Follow what's written to the, to the letter or you're out. I mean, like this verse right here says this, and this one says this right here. Obey and don't even question it. So sacred places, sacred texts, sacred men. It's almost always men. These are the men with access to the deity. These are the holy men, right? These are the ones who are the man of God, they, who get to decide what the sacred texts mean, which rules we focus on, which rules are, you know, What's literal and what's allegory where we kind of can make it mean what we want it to mean. The holy, the sacred men decide who's in and who's out. And all of that goes to sincere followers, or I like to say scared or superstitious followers who are just trying to do their best to make the deity happy and do what the sacred man tells them to do. And we see this model everywhere. We see it from like village witch doctors to, to current like priests and pastors. But Jesus changed all of it. He said, there's no sacred places, like no piece of dirt is sacred. No, what's sacred is the person right next to you. That's the most sacred thing in the world. 
And he said, you know, we don't, the sacred text, he fulfilled the sacred text of the Old Testament. Instead of giving more rules and, and more religious texts, he gave an overarching ethic and an example to live by that we should love as he loved. And he said, no more sacred men, no more sacred and superstitious followers. No, everyone has equal access to our loving heavenly father. But unfortunately, the temple model keeps trying to sneak into the church. And as a result, the local church has become simply a dispenser of religious teachings and services. And the more religious and sacred we try to be, the further away from the real life-giving Jesus we get. And instead of discovering our own story, we're told our role is to keep the operation of dispensing religious teachings and services going. That's the role of the people, see? So go to a church service at the sacred place every week, or sometimes twice a week. Watch the sacred man do his thing and tell you what you're supposed to believe, because without his wise words, you'll fall away from God. You know, join a small group and a Bible study and a men's or women's group and like stay busy in this sacred place with sacred place things so that eventually your entire social network is other people supporting this or operation. And also you need to contribute your, your time and your money to make sure this whole thing keeps running. And don't forget to invite other people, not because you know you really care about them, maybe you do, but not but invite them to the church service so that then hopefully we'll get more volunteers and more dollars. So then we can dispense more and better religious teachings and services and keep the machine going. And instead of helping you discover your story within the story of God, the American church has made itself the hero of the story. And all the normal people are the supporting characters that help the organization grow. So now you might be thinking, so John, we just uh, you're saying we just scrap the whole church thing all together and, and stop going to church. Well, in a sense, yes, we do. See, it's time to stop going through the temple model motions. It's time to stop going to church and start being the church. Because when done the way it was designed, the local organized church, the local ecclesia, the local community of Jesus followers is what Jesus uses to help us discover our true identities and our true stories together. In fact, the apostle Paul explains it. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, we could talk about the different roles of, like, you know, prophet and evangelist and all that type of thing, and whether they still exist and what they mean and, and all that stuff. But the main point of what Paul was writing is that the, these roles exist not to be served, but to serve. The role of the local church is to equip the ecclesia to discover and carry out their own stories together. And so the church, the, the local ecclesia that I'm a part of, Cross Creek Community Church, we created it to be a church for people who don't normally go to church, to be a welcoming community no matter where someone is on their faith journey. And when we started, we, and mostly I, believed that if people simply discovered our services, 
uh, connected in small groups, contributed their, their time and their money, and, and shared their experience to get more people to these services, then bam, bam, boom, people would become fully transformed Jesus followers, discovering their story and playing it out. Now, those aren't necessarily bad things, and, and for a while, it worked, kind of. Like, we grew, and lives definitely were changed for sure. But in the back of many of our leaders' minds, there was, there was something missing, because something was off. And honestly, it took a pandemic for us to take a second look at what we were doing. Because when people didn't have their sacred man telling them what their sacred text meant in a specific sacred place once a week, they felt far from God. They didn't know how to be the church and the ecclesia without those things. See, we, and most, more specifically I, had unintentionally led people to believe that doing those things is what it meant to be a Jesus follower. And you pull those away, well then, we don't know what to do. So after a lot of discussions and reading and research and tweaking and more discussions and experiments, we decided we want to purposely help you discover your God-given purpose. And we decided to do that through what I call the radio tower. It's, and this isn't like the only way to be the church. It's probably not even the best way to be the church, but it's the best for us for now. And on the surface, what I'm about to explain might seem similar to other things you've seen, but the, the difference is in the reasoning and the purpose. See, all of this that I'm going to tell you is designed to equip you to discover and live your story, individually and together as local expressions of the ecclesia. This isn't going to be a step-by-step -step process. All the parts are part of the, the same method, and it's all based on and held together by relationships. So when you see the struts on the radio tower, those are relationships. And as we get higher up, the relationships get closer and tighter. And so the lowest section of this radio tower is Cross Creek Online. What you're watching or listening to right now is part of it, right? It's our social media stuff, our, our website, the reels and the shorts that we make, uh, and these YouTube episodes and our podcast episodes. This has our largest reach. This is like an introduction to the community of Cross Creek and, and the story of Jesus that we're telling. And yeah, I do teachings on these, not because I'm the sacred man telling you what to believe in the sacred text, not to give feel goods or just give good information, but to explain who we can be together and what it looks like to follow Jesus and who Jesus was and why he's worth following to introduce people to the real Jesus and his unconditional love, and to equip Jesus followers to be royal priests, to love like Jesus. Like, what does that look like in our lives now to love like Jesus? Bringing everyone together around the same mission and idea. And this might look like something where like you watch and ingest what the sacred man is telling you, you don't really have a part to play. That's not true. You can have a big part to play in this Cross Creek online thing. First, you, like, you can watch these. <laughs> and, and if you miss a week of the gathering, if you're part of Cross Creek, you can watch these. Not because you'll far, fall from God because you don't have my amazing words, but so we as a community can be on the same page together. You can like these episodes and, and our posts and our reels and our shorts. You can comment on them. I know that might seem self-seeking, but it actually allows more the algorithm to show more people that God is for them. You can share this stuff. You can share, hey, this really hit me and it kind of made me think of you. I want you to know God loves you. You can click share. And if you think these aren't worth sharing, then help us by telling us why you don't think so. And maybe you've got skills in, in editing and filming and, and posting things. We could use the help. You can be even a part of this aspect of the radio tower. And the next part is our weekly gatherings. And our goal is not just to fill seats and let people punch their church card or get them a dose of religious teaching and services. 
No, going to a weekly gathering allows us to see that we are part of a larger community. We're not alone. And there's, there's just something about being together, figuring out what it means to follow Jesus together, celebrating and enjoying the life Jesus has given us together, experiencing the, the joy and encouragement of being with others who are discovering, enjoying, and sharing the life Jesus has given us. And that's why we do teachings, the same teachings that are online we give at our in-person gatherings, because it's the same thing, getting us on the same page, showing us what it means to follow Jesus, how much we actually are loved. And you, honestly, you can be a huge part of these gatherings. You can help with the food and the kids' ministry and the music and the setup and the cleanup, not so that we can keep the machine going, no, but so that we can create a place that is welcoming for all of our neighbors. And in the process, we actually kind of practice serving each other and our neighbors by serving at these in-person gatherings. And next we have our For Salem opportunities. See, we are for Salem because God is for Salem. We show our neighbors we are for them before they're even for us, even if they're never for us. Our For Salem Opportunities is a way to show our neighbors we are for them and, and to help inspire Jesus followers to see that how we can be for our neighbors daily together in our lives. And then next up in the radio tower are our small groups that we call connect groups. These are small embodiments of the church, of the ecclesia, of the community of Jesus followers. It's a safe community where we're praying for each other and supporting each other and caring for each other. It's where the priesting and the pastoring of each other happens, where we can be accepted and acknowledged and appreciated and affirmed and encouraged in our life with Jesus. Discussing the, the messages that we see online or in person and exploring what those mean and even questioning what they mean as we go a little bit deeper together in a safe community. Seeing, and we get to see God use others and use our, us to help love each other. And then near the very top, we have what we call alliances. These are groups of two or three people. See how the relationships have gotten closer and closer and closer? See, these alliances are groups of two or three people learning and growing and supporting each other in a safe and personal and personalized way. See, even in our connect groups, you not always have the room or the time to really dig in and ask personal questions and get into personal business and that type of thing. Ask your pressing questions. These alliances, they're not just about information transfer and you just study this book of the Bible to find out what it means. No, it's about living life. It's about sharing life together and, and maturing and, and growing together. It's not a formal thing. It's more like, hey, you know, we seem to click. Would you like to like go through either this book of the Bible or this, this other book that talks about Jesus and life? You want to just go through that together, however long it takes, and just kind of have lunch once a week or once a month and, and figure it out together? We can actually provide some resources and questions to help you along the way if you want. We have those resources available. But see, no special training is required of these. These are people just talking about life and living life together. And all of this is designed to hold up and support the antenna, radiating out God's love. The antenna is you. See, as you live out, supporting you as you live out your story as a royal priest, in living and sharing Jesus' love wherever you are, at, at work and at home and at school and in your neighborhood and your hobbies and your sports and all the things you do, the church, the Cross Creek, is designed to help support you radiate, radiate out Jesus' love in all those situations. And that's it. That's what we do. That is all we do as the local ecclesia that we call Cross Creek. We're committed to being laser focused on these few things so that in these few things, we can be as effective, as effective as possible. We don't have a lot of extras. We don't have retreats and, and, and different special ministries because we are focused on equipping people to be 
who God created to be to discover their story and live it out. And the goal is all of us radiating out Jesus's love to our neighbors together. So how do we get started? What is What are our first steps to getting part into this radio tower? Well, first, let's reread what we just read, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, to know who we are, why we exist, what the point of being together as the ecclesia actually is. And then ask for yourself, how does my story fit in with God's overall story? Where's your role? What's your part to play? And then start getting equipped. Not, it's not a requirement, you know, to be part of Kashi, to do all the radio tower all the time. You need to be thinking about it and have it memorized all the time. No, but what are you feeling in this tower will best equip you now for the role you are needing to play now. Despite what we might have been told and shown, the church as an organization is not the hero. My role, the, the organizational local ecclesia's role is not to be Luke Skywalker or Harry Potter. No, the organization, the organization's role is to be Dumbledore, is to be Obi-Wan, helping you discover who you really are, supporting you as you play out your role in the story of God. See, God created each of us on purpose for a purpose, and God wants to reveal that purpose to us, and he's chosen us as a local expression of the church to help point us to it. See, the temple model is all about doing and earning and trying harder. It, it becomes a performance, and it honestly becomes a spectator sport where you watch the sacred man doing his sacred thing in the sacred place, and we never find our own place in the story. But following Jesus is about discovering unconditional love. It's about becoming and transforming to who we are always meant to be, living true life with purpose and meaning, and joining God and by playing a vital role in his story of humanity. When we follow Jesus, we discover our role in the story of humanity. So come with us as we discover what that is together. Hey, thanks for watching and listening and, and checking us out, especially if it's your first time. If you liked what you saw, please click like and even subscribe so you don't miss another episode. We are a church in Salem, Oregon, and you can check us out at yourcrosscreek.com. And always, we love questions and comments and getting to know people, so please email us at info at yourcrosscreek.com. Until then, stay classy, Salem. <laughs>